You still there? Yeah. Can you not hear me? Oh, no. It got partially unplugged as I moved oh. it. Fuck. Mm. <clears throat> Just a little prank I, I played on you uh, on, pur- on purpose. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you got me again. Ha, hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> um, that's hot. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's something you can say. Hello, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a bo- it's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. This week, we listened to Gemini by macklemore the last and not lion Lewis. right yeah ryan lewis pointedly excluded and it's the last um entry in macklemore's discography ah bittersweet huh bittersweet yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) the perfect word to describe (laughs) this the last episode of this season yes i guess i don't know i liked this better than better than some of the ryan lewis stuff honestly really yeah did you not like it i really i really dislike this album really (laughs) it was really irritating to me Hmm. how come you and i are on such different pages so often well i just Um, i felt like there was less like sort of sanctimonious um he, he he tried less to be like sincere and talk about the issues but keep it funky and i appreciated that there was less of that and he was just like trying to have fun and make make some party music sometimes i agree there's less <laughs> there's there's less like baggage in it um where we feel like we're being just emotionally burdened by macklemore like he like we're his diary <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh for him to process his white guilt at mm-hmm and rich guilt at <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah um yeah so i mean i it's not a great album but no i just i really i think that's the thing that like uh, was for me the main downside of macklemore was just like the his attempts at social commentary and how flat they fell yeah it's interesting um you know, when you're a when you're a rapper, and the main thing that you trade in is words, it's like it, it sort of makes sense that the best way that you could support a cause that you believe in would be to like say as many words about it as possible, right? <laughs> <in> yeah, <laughs> the tallest platform possible. Um, but yeah, I really. <laughs> I really think that that kind of logic backfired on Macklemore. Yes. Uh, he needs to say less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. To use the ver- the vernacular of the youth, say less. Is that what people, kids are saying these days? Yeah. I specific, I specifically had a fucking student who would say that to me. Like when I would tell him like what to do and it would, what it means is like, uh, is like, Oh yeah, I got it. No problem. Don't worry about it. 
you know yeah. they um, say they say say less as like an acknowledgement yes. and like to say that i've got yeah. it what the fuck yeah these fucking gen z <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's uh, it is like a little bit terrible <laughs> <laughs> it just it doesn't make any goddamn sense no i, I think it makes sense mm. like uh no need to explain i understand because i you know when i'm like telling a student what to do uh or when i used to have to do that it would be like stop sit down look at me collaborate listen <laughs> do not collaborate and listen <laughs> or do listen but don't collaborate you obey <laughs> um i'm just such a better person now that i don't have to coerce people into learning music <laughs> yeah it's hard to yeah. try to be a good person while also trying to coerce them into doing things yeah just i uh i'm glad i don't have to do that anymore yeah and now i just have um hordes of worshiping boomers <laughs> <laughs> which has its own set of uh of struggles yeah, yeah to, to any of my worshiping boomers uh if you are the type who listen to this show as well as get up in the cool i think you're really great and i'm not implicating you in that, that yeah sentence. not our listeners specifically the ones yeah. who don't listen are the bad ones really when you think yeah. about it <laughs> yeah 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 that's what i'm saying totally no yeah yeah no yeah all right um any general thoughts about this album it didn't get super good reviews um yeah it, it's it looks like macklemore specifically wanted to make a album that's less political um which is good because he's not good at making political art <laughs> it, it's a tough nut to crack and he definitely did not crack it you know i didn't know that this album existed until until i had to uh direct one of the songs for my like kids choir um yeah at my last job um my the director of the program uh i was getting more and more into like teaching hip-hop for this choir and like the director of the program <laughs> would say things like yeah you could do yeah sure do do some hip-hop just make sure there aren't any you know there isn't any inappropriate language you know just like you have to stop saying this you're like a mm -hmm. nonprofit director like, <laughs> like focused on racial equity and like um stop equating like uh um bad behavior with hip-hop music mm -hmm. like you have to stop <laughs> literally have to stop and then uh she did choose uh the song good old days probably the most uh, vomitous track on this album <laughs> the most like grossly cynically nostalgic track on this album uh, um, yeah uh for for me to teach to these kids so anyway the, the whole point i was trying to say is this one really flew under the radar i didn't know that yeah Macklemore did a song with kesha and it was on a whole album i didn't know kesha Ryan was Lewis. still alive <laughs> you just assumed that she had died from too many um um uh bottles sessions of, Jack? of brushing her <laughs> brushing her teeth with bottles of Jack. Yeah, exactly uh toothpaste poisoning i think they call it um <laughs> well it's it's funny that you say that you hadn't even 
like the you didn't even know this album existed because one of the songs in this album glorious has very nearly as many uh listens on spotify as the song thrift shop it's really bizarre yeah i mean thrift shop isn't i cannot account for that yeah um yeah thrift shop is like 588 million but can't hold us has 1 billion 11 million listens oh wow yeah so and yeah. glorious is essentially i mean we'll get into this but glorious is essentially can't hold us to <laughs> number two yeah the sequel <laughs> number two the, huh? the squeakquel mm. <laughs> son of a bitch should we listen to ink on a die tonight sure Die tonight, put my spirit in the stars, bury me in a graven car that history was ours. Said I ain't gonna die tonight. You can't kill me, not my spirit. History is ours tonight. The people are chanting, can't you hear it? So that's that Foxy Shazam guy again. Do you think Eric Nally was put to good use in this song? Uh, I mean, he's fine, I guess. <laughs> they, they give him a couple tracks. He's multi-tracked, it sounds like. So he's singing harmony with himself. Um, and he's really belting it out. He's really hollering. Um, yeah. But it's not... I don't think it's a very interesting chorus. Yeah, so... Um, Eric Nally seems to be... <laughs> The text of his words, especially in the bridge. The text of seems, his words. To, the shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they. Uh, it seems like he's on a different page. Like he thinks this song is literally about death, mm-hmm. and not about like overcoming adverse adversity. And I feel like this theme crops up a, a few more times on this album of like Macklemore actually being afraid of dying. Hmm. Interesting. Wait. So yeah. wait. So Ma- want- wait. Oh, you have a sound sample for that? Yeah. Yeah. You want to do the sound sample that says Eric is under the impression that this song is about literal death? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he literally says he'd die for this W when the whole chorus is about how he's not going to die tonight. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, I, I was convinced that this was the singer from MCR. Like, the way he sings in this, in this uh-huh. bridge is, like, so histrionic and over-the-top and emo. I was like, this is the guy from MCR, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... I think the song that does this idea a little better is this year mountain goats by the mountain goats Mm -hmm. um the lyric being i'm gonna make it through this year if it kills me um which technically logically tracks but the way that it plays is like intentionally ironic yes it it is um and (laughs) i feel like that's what eric nally is trying to do but in a less self-aware way yeah. But yeah, this this song's all about uh, overcoming adversity, and it really makes you wonder, like, 
what what adversity is Macklemore talking about? He's not really talking about the drugs, which is, as far as I can tell, the only adversity that he's really faced yeah. other than his general sense of um, as guilt yeah, for exactly. appropriating rap music, uh, black culture, and um, winning too many awards. <laughs> yep. I mean, he he talks about his immigrants. He says grandparents, immigrants, couple Irish kids. It's not really clear why that's relevant at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's trying to. I'm highly suspicious he, of of people when they talk about their Irish heritage because there are so many like fucking people who say things like, Oh, well the Irish were enslaved too. I had, I had this girl in one of my classes where I was, I was a TA and she was like, yeah, well, you know, the Irish were discriminated against too. They were enslaved and brought over to America also. And it's just, it's so fucking stupid and ahistorical and just such a false equivalency that it really makes me deeply distrust anyone talking about Irish people facing adversity in this country? I mean, they did. They definitely did. Um, but it's not yeah. to the extent that some of these people make it sound like. And they got to become white eventually and they way did. sooner. <laughs> yeah. Way sooner than a lot of other ethnic groups. Have you read that book? There's a, there's a book called how the Irish became white. I think I have not read it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it is basically a, a racist dog whistle to yes. like claim Irish heritage anymore, which sucks because it's a legitimate heritage. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the way that people engage with it, the way the white Americans engage with it is often um, pretty shallow. And, and ultimately it seems like a, a costume. like they're really just trying to be white supremacists without having to say that they're white. Supremacists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, do you see that Ryan Lewis has a song or sorry, Macklemore and I, Ryan Lewis have a song called Irish celebration. I saw that that existed and I'm curious what the, what the, um, lyric lyrical content is. It's basic. I mean, I'm reading it now and it's basically like the three caballeros of, Oh no, <laughs> like <laughs> it's what we're talking about. It's like, Oh, wow. uh, the opening, opening lines. I'm an Irishman, <laughs> leather, weathered Irish skin, beard, orange as the sunset or the flag. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh, they're yeah. after me. Lucky charms. Oh, leprechauns. It's <laughs> uh, so fucking yeah, costumey. Uh, a rebellious nation of freckled face hustlers. Oh, He's fuck really you. focusing on the on the the sort of like racial traits yeah, of Irish people. The phenotypical um traits. Yeah. <sighs> that sucks. I mean the Irish were super fucked over, especially by the English. Um fun fact, the Irish potato famine was not caused because uh it was not caused by the potato blight. It was caught. There was plenty of food in the country. They just, they, they, the English took all the food and exported it to England. Fuck. It was like a hundred percent preventable, and uh, the Irish population is still not recovered from uh, pre-famine um, levels. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so Irish people. Oh, uh, yeah. The, I I watched. 
Gangs of New York recently, and there's some like yeah. Irish tension there. Um, it's not a very good movie, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. I really wanted it to be. It has some like an it has an amazing cast, and it's Scorsese, of course. But uh, it's just not that good. Becca and I listened to this album on a ride back um, from from the beach, not to be on a crowded beach with a bunch of people, just for the record. Mm. <laughs> um, but we we listened to this on the way back, and I actually didn't read any of the lyrics. I just listened to the lyrics and did my best to pay attention while driving without killing us. And she took notes for me because mm-hmm. she's uh, very generous. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I guess also enjoyed being included and to listen to one of these albums with me. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about, she was like, she was saying like, I wonder if like just having struggle in your life is just sort of necessary for engaging with hip hop music. Um, because, uh, you know, in this album, Mecklenburg talks so much about like struggle and adversity and overcoming, and it just rings so shallow because it's like, right. what are you talking about? Yeah, um, you're often being non-specific, and it seems like you're just pandering to uh, just trying to make a pop song that makes people feel encouraged, even though you're not actually sharing anything of you know personal uh, experience. Um, yeah, but I. I sort of challenged that idea. You know, I was like, well, there's other, there's other rappers who, you know, have varying degrees of struggle in their backgrounds, but don't, don't write about struggle in order to be cathartic and they don't, or they don't write about it in order to be inspirational. Mm -hmm. They don't write about struggle at all. They just, I mean, like, MF Doom has an album all about food. Right. Yeah. Just like, um, like there's, and like, it, or um you know the what what was his name isham the like horror core oh, originator isham. yeah 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 isham or or aesop rock um you know like he i don't think struggle is i think he had a suburban you know long island like white upbringing and he's found ways to be interesting and to talk about himself and his modest struggles mm-hmm. um and process, processes you know but in ways that like feel like he's staying in his lane um, and he's not trying to be inspiring in a way that he doesn't deserve to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I really feel like Macklemore is like, he's trying to live into this, like this tradition of being a conscious rapper. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's not his, it's all, al- it's already fraught to like throw rappers under the bus as a black person like to throw other rappers under the bus but at least the call is coming from inside the house yes (laughs) and it's their it's their prerogative to like challenge each other um and to challenge the like industry and etc but like when macklemore is doing it it's just like there's no way for you to do this man (laughs) yep yep (laughs) it comes out with the optics being good for you or or being like having like real i don't know poetic weight um or backed by personal experience yeah Mm -hmm. ain't gonna die tonight we know that you're not going to die tonight macklemore yeah we that was never really in question honestly yeah you are so profoundly safe yeah <laughs> that's a good way of putting it just profoundly safe yeah the only way yeah that like i mean yeah he has addiction issues and hypothetically he could die from that but once again he's not talking about that in 
in this song. Right. He's talking about external adversity. Yeah. Um, and it, he's so vague about uh, it. History is ours. Um, I roll the dice against the staircase. Uh, what what else does he say? Life of a champion. Uh, so Freddie Mercury. Yeah. What is that supposed S- to mean? Sneaking into HOV concerts and nosebleeds. Um, I mean, Freddie Mercury, there's a person with fucking adversity struggle who yeah. did die tonight. Yeah. And like, how dare you yeah. like just use his name? You how know? are you going to just like uh, yeah, appropriate his struggle? Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I took my weakness and turned it into what I have a sound sample of that. Do you want to play the other sound sample? I, mean, I guess. I took my weakness and turned that into a weapon. And when everybody doubted me, I turned that to my leverage. So I stand up on the stage. It wasn't plan C. It was destined. Look at 50,000 people with their hands into the heavens. Said I. So I think specifically. Who the fuck is he talking about? I think he's specifically talking about his relationship with the music industry. Yeah. Um, Cause he, I think, he, I think he, the weakness part is him specifically referring to like his position in the negotiation. So he like takes the meeting with the major sure. label. He is the disadvantaged party in that meeting. And uh, generally he'd be the one that would have to give up a lot and not make much money. And the label would take it all from him. Uh, property is theft y'all. Um, so I think that's what he's talking about with weakness. Um, did I say property? I meant profit. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, property is theft. Yeah, sure. that too. <laughs> it's all theft. Um, that, that's actually something that I, I don't recall us talking about a lot. I've, I've criticized Macklemore a lot, but honestly what he has done is super impressive and it's really cool that an independent artist can a- attain this level of success and has, he's never like kowtowed or, uh, given up or signed to a major label. Like these are all still totally independent, right? I think you're right. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool. And it's, uh, laudable and impressive, I think. Yeah. It's a shame that there are so many worthwhile distractions from that point. Yes. (laughs) And ultimately his success can't be separated from a white like a a white privilege narrative yeah yeah exactly and also being independent and white in the rap industry is fraught yeah that's true (laughs) he's like celebrating the fact that he didn't have to go through avenues and he didn't have to like you know some of the people that he's not kowtowing to are like black people in the industry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> who are, who are gatekeepers and fought really hard to be there. Yes, that is a good point. So, but yes, I also agree and relate and mm. am envious, you know, mm-hmm. like I am a, I'm a person who's an independent artist and like, it's really hard. And I've, yeah, considered like, should I be going to a label, you know, or whatever? Like it's, Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he should be proud of himself in yeah. that regard. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> I didn't mean to, you're trying to throw him a bone. I just like smacked it out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opening of 2001. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're living we on a space a- station. Should we talk about glorious, but we're still super sexist. <laughs> oh wait, no, this is your sound sample. Fuck. I was so, I was, I was so focused on doing my bit that I did the wrong sound sample. Fuck. No, I love it. 
It's worth it. Did I do it all for fame? Legend is Exodus. Searching for euphoria. Judging through the mud to find the present. No ignoring us. Got 20,000 deep up in the street like we some warriors. My mama told me never bow your head. Whoa. I feel glorious, glorious. Got a chance to start again. I was born for this. Mm. Would you be willing to prepare a a sample of can't hold us while I explain why this is like the same essentially yeah. as can't hold us. I can, uh, I can pull it up on the old Spooterfy. Great. So while Nathan's spurterfying, um, the, th- the production of can't hold us is sort of anthemic piano and it's four on the floor, like k- kick drum. And, and it's Macklemore's uh, delivery, his rhythmic delivery. So um, I want Nathan, I want you to play a sample of Can't Hold Us, preferably from earlier on in the song. Uh, like um, the chorus obviously, or one of the, like the verses? No, like like part of the verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's no horns in this, but other than that, it's really, really similar. Like the, the feel. Uh, and I feel like they're just trying to mimic it. And ultimately it worked because it's what the third highest to listen to track on, on Spotify mm-hmm. for Macklemore. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's about 557 million. Um, that's his second best as a solo artist. Um, gotcha. but with Ryan Lewis, he has two more songs. So this would be fourth overall. If you include Ryan Lewis stuff. Okay. But it made the top five. Yeah. I'm having a hard time pulling it up because uh, Spotify committed suicide. So I'm going to pull it up on YouTube instead. Oh no, Spotify. (laughs) I just like went to open it and it's gone. (laughs) And I have the option of installing it. (laughs) Spotify's done been raptured. It's true. It's one of the the holy um, minority. And we're left behind, Cameron tribulation force oh man okay I'm gonna did i tell you have i said on on record that i read those books oh <laughs> i don't know if you did i read some of the frank peretti Ugh. books which is more embarrassing i think Ugh. yeah um okay i have it pulled up the music video in fact which i have not seen uh it's a bunch of business oh my god this is Macklemore live reaction. Watch the whole thing. <laughs> Macklemore is doing a he's doing a sled run in Alaska, wearing like a wolfskin coat with a an American right. flag that says the heist where the stars are supposed to be, and the flag. Are you saying ice white. on the fringe? So damn frosty. That's what I'm saying. Would you say that he's a cold ass honky? No All right, here we are. So it's going to go back into double time. All right. You can stop it there. Mm -hmm. So he's got the anthemic piano and the four on the floor. Do you want to play a sample that I took from glorious? Yes. You know, I'm back like I never left. It's very similar. It's exactly the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh boy. His flow is really similar too to Can't Hold Us. Yeah. The chorus is very different because uh, it goes to a halftime. We heard that already. Mm-hmm. And it's a little slower. Right. Yeah. But it does feel like a, a copy. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, downtown, as downtown is to thrift shop. Right. Yeah. Glorious is to can't hold us. He's trying to regain his uh, glory days, you might say. I believe I believe that analogy was on the 2017 uh, SATs. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> downtown is to thrift shop as blank is to can't hold us. <laughs> oh, man uh okay uh, what do you think about this song i mean it's it's fine you like this it's, album defend it i i it's it, it would be a good running song i think um yeah i think it's nice that it's an exultant song that's just about feeling glorious and he's not i don't think he talks about like him overcoming or even accomplishing things and i kind of like that it's just disconnected. He's like, yeah, I feel glorious, like kind of regardless of things I may or may not have accomplished or whatever struggles quote unquote, I may or may not have overcome, you know, he's just like, yeah, this is like a feeling I have. I'm feeling pumped up and that's nice. And I like, I like that aspect about it. And I, I feel like it's just a very like simple song. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking through the lyrics and seeing if I can find anything to like prove you wrong. Yeah, I mean he, he's there's a a little bit of gesturing where he says like been chasing dreams, but I never slept. So he he does talk about like chasing dreams, which is like you know this cliche inspirational stuff, but it's not really that big a part of the song. Uh, chasing dreams, but uh, dreams, but I never slept. It slept is a pretty interesting juxtaposition to the song intentions, which we'll, I'm sure we'll cover very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I noticed in this album is that um, he does a fair amount of bragging about conventionally um, expensive, like uh, high class things. Yeah. He says the crib like, looking in- Victorian. Oh yes, it is. And he has a DeLorean, apparently, which yep. he rhymes with Victorian. Yep. But then he goes on to say things are just things. Yeah. And you can't, that's can't take it with you. easy for you to say when you have a $2.1 million home on Capitol Hill, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> with, it, with, of the Victorian style of house, that is. Yeah. So, yeah, if we get to the song 10 million, we can really, <laughs> really <laughs> dig in. Yep. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this song. Yeah. I honestly, like I, part of me likes it better than can't hold us. Honestly, because it's not a, like a cliche, like let's party tonight. Yeah. Song. And I, you, of, you do hate that. So, yeah, I do. And some of the writing on can't hold us is like, I just don't really like we'll fight till the morning and like the ceiling can't hold us. I just don't really like those metaphors. They just rub me the wrong way for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, I can't really defend it Uh, necessarily, but that is what it is. Yeah. So what do you, the metaphor he uses here is I made it through the darkest part of the night Mm. and now I see the sunshine. 
Uh, that would be the exact uh, midpoint between sunrise and sun <laughs> sunset. <laughs> no, wait, sorry, the other way, sunset and sunrise. <laughs> so, uh, should we listen to Lady Marmalade? Creole Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Auto tune. King of the road, I drive slow like boom. And I just switched over to Geico like boom. Celebrating these life goals, but you ain't getting no ride home. I be riding through the town, my music loud. Windows down, yeah, you can hear me now. I turn it up. Uh, the genius. What do you think about auto tune, Macklemore? Um, it's kind. Of, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of fraught, I guess. Um, because he's definitely like <laughs> trying to stay up to date with hip hop trends. But that, there's a lot of straight up trap music yeah, on this album. There's a lot of straight up trap, and I don't know. Like the the more he does that, like he gets even closer to appropriation. I think when he does that, because he doesn't really have his own spin on this this like trend. He just kind of like wholesale borrows it. Um, yeah, there, there's something different between like participating, like like Kendrick, like ha- more. In, in the more recent albums has had more just straight up trap, like modern trap music mm-hmm. in, in his music, but it doesn't, it never feels like he's just hopping on a bandwagon. He's just like, no, I'm participating because this is like the modern sound and the people who I'm collaborating with, they're using this, you know, like, but he always maintains his voice mm-hmm. and and it's like, well, he can do whatever he wants. He just did like a jazz opus, you know? Right. Yeah. So, damn can be full of trap music and that's fine um but yeah when when macklemore does it it does i do feel suspicious yes <laughs> of him <laughs> he he specifically talks a lot about seattle um well he says a lot of dumb shit let's let's be honest in this first one <laughs> he says some real dumb shit I don't be checking the mileage. She said, how much is that Roly? I said, don't worry. I'm timeless. Watching Toy Story 3. That's a great fucking movie. Is he watching it while he's driving? What the fuck? (laughs) And then he says, City of Jimmy Kurt Quincy, Quincy, which uh, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Quincy Jones. uh, And then he says, City of Me, Eddie, and Bruce Lee. I guess Eddie is supposedly Eddie Vedder. Um. And then Bruce Lee. So these are all like Seattle people. Did Bruce, I didn't know Bruce Lee was Seattle people. Uh, apparently. Um, it says only Macklemore and Jimmy were born and raised in Seattle. Well, I mean, Kurt Cobain was from uh, uh, Aberdeen, Washington, nearby. which is nearby. Um, yeah. I, you mean, I need Quincy Jones. Isn't Aberdeen, uh, Washington, uh, like a conservative rapper? Did, yeah, yeah, we didn't he didn't he guest rap on a previous album of Macklemore's? Yeah, That's right. He, yeah, his character, his like weird hit character, was named Aberdeen, Washington. That's right. If I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's a city of Jimmy, Kurt, Quincy, city of me, Eddie, and Bruce Lee. Whoa, which is just I don't know. I mean, setting aside the fact of just like putting yourself in that list of notable people making your own Mount Rushmore and putting yourself. In yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> it's also like, I don't know. They seem just like boring choices. 
Like what? First of all, what is Eddie Vedder doing there? He has no business being listed with any of the other people. Let's be honest here. Um, the creator of the underbite sing uh, <laughs> style of singing, Eddie Vedder. Oh, how dare boy. you! I think I might have mentioned this on this podcast before, but I rewatched Big Fish. Great movie, maybe the last good movie Tim Burton made. Um, and it it has a song that Jimmy or sorry, sorry, fuck Eddie Vedder did solo over the closing credits. Uh, which I used to really like that song. I think it was really moving and musically and lyrically, it, it still could be moving, but Eddie Vedder just sings it so bad and it sounds so bad. It's, it's really awful the way this man thinks uh, singing is. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> the way this man thinks singing is. <laughs> yeah, you heard me. <laughs> you think singing is that no <laughs> that's not the way singing is singing singing knows that. yeah shit all right um he he later on says um and if i was single i'd be right there with you as in on tinder but i'm committed keep my dick in my britches yeah like what why am i why should i care about that like <laughs> so what <laughs> yeah uh he says king <laughs> king of the road i drive slow like whoa and i just switched over to geico like whoa like this is a product placement in fucking song. product placement in this song and also like what okay a product placement b what the fuck does that even mean and c why the fuck should i give a shit uh <laughs> Uh, you could probably do a, an entire acrostic of the alphabet about why that is a ridiculous lyric. <laughs> exactly. um, it kind of reminds me of chance the rapper as much as I love coloring book and his previous music, although his most recent album, I really do not care for. Um, and anyway, that's a whole another story, but chance the rapper loves fitting uber and lyft into like every song he's ever written what? and it's really irritating <laughs> what's the point of that <laughs> just because it's like a zeitgeisty like th- like popular thing to mention but it, it's at a certain point it's like why are you just like giving these <laughs> yeah just disruptive <laughs> startups like business like um free advertisement <sighs> just yeah. feels kind of hack and lazy i don't know yeah. much respect much respect to chance the rapper i really like him mm yeah uh anything else we need to say about this dumb song no let's move on yeah oh by the way the, it's titled um marmalade because there's a line where it says paint dripping like i'm whipping marmalade so whatever um, that means paddington would be ashamed yes and he is all right do you want to talk about willy wonka he, he, would, he would he would give macklemore a hard stare after that line <laughs> he would oh i love that about uh love that about paddington People forget that Paddington is a fucking bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paddington doesn't take shit. Yeah. He's a, he's a real sweetheart, but he could kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> he could. And he probably should. Let's be honest. We deserve yeah, it. Yeah, he should. <laughs> Pat, Padding, this is a peek, uh, peek behind the curtain to, uh, or peek behind the paywall to uh, uh, what's in the box weekly, um, uh, a weekly mini podcast where we review pop culture stuff what that sounds great that sounds at least worth two dollars a month 
it's an extremely good deal for <laughs> a lot of extra podcast. If you already like this show, you would love that show. And uh, I, we were talking about how, um, among other things, we were talking about how uh, episodes four through six of Mission Impossible, and yes, they are titled Mission Impossible Episode Six. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, the that's like the production title, as we all know. Yeah, um, we were talking about how it all the villains are um, like eco terrorists and like eco fascists, and they want to like destroy the world order so that like it, humanity can rebuild better. Um, and I was complaining about how um, I was complaining about how those villain like. IMF should be doing more than just like returning things to the status quo. Like they should be making the world a better place, not just keeping it the same yeah. as it, as it is already, yeah. which is shitty. Um, and uh, what, what if um, Paddington bear was the, the villain of the seventh <laughs> movie <laughs> where he finally turns and loses faith in humanity <laughs> and they have to take out Paddington bear. I would like to see that. Yeah. Sounds nice. All right. Well, that's, uh, I don't know, five minutes that I spent where we could have been talking about <laughs> Macklemore. Should we talk about Willy Wonka? Uh, sure. Why not? I mean, the next song. Does Willy Wonka have a lot of paper? Well, Willy Wonka clearly has resources. He does, yeah. But does he, I mean, would you think of him as like a famously rich guy? I mean, it's, if you think about it for even a second, yes, he's rich. But he's not like Bill Gates rich, you know? He, he's not like archetypal vision of wealth kind of rich. He's, no, a, he's like an I, industrialist okay. who owns like one factory. <laughs> the, I think the point, the point of this song, Macklemore uh -huh. is going back to the well of, uh, of taking, taking something that's not necessarily that the people wouldn't necessarily think is cool and saying, if you think about it, this is actually super cool and super hip hop. Uh, Willy Wonka, he's actually rich and he's styling on everybody and he's he looks like a pimp and he's like uh, you know, he has a posse <laughs> I mean Honestly, all of these points that I'm making could have been fleshed out in the song and absolutely aren't I think the bones <laughs> of the song are great which is like um, he ultimately says, woke up this morning like, bitch, I'm Willy Wonka. Um, as if Willy Wonka were the old, had the most swag of anybody. Um, because if you think about it, he kind of does. Um, the problem with this song is that, one, everyone already knows that Willy Wonka, especially Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka, oh, is yeah. great and super cool. And he's literally a meme to represent condescension. Yes, he um, is. <laughs> and being aloof. So, like, this not a fresh take on Willy Wonka. Everyone already knows that he has swag. Second of all, they don't really, like, they, they don't really make enough references to Willy Wonka in order to really earn the metaphor. Yeah. And third is this sound sample that I have right here. Ooh, boy. Um, the one that says flavor. 
and you'll see why in a second. Do you think he has flavor, Cameron? I don't know. <laughs> I wish you would say more about whether or not he has flavor. Me, me, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. Yeah. Um, got flavor lifesaver, which is not a Willy Wonka candy. Absolutely. It's not. Let's just, let's be real here. Let's be, let's be real here, folks. <laughs> it's not even a Willy Wonka candy. Are, are there any gobstoppers in this song? I submit no. to you. There are not <laughs> <There's> <laughs> everlasting or otherwise. It's, it's like hypothetically such a perfect Macklemore song. He could talk about like, you know, being a sort of like how being sort of like weird and reclusive and eccentric and nerdy is actually super cool. Like he could have made a great Macklemore song out of this. It is a Macklemore song, but there's no ultimately, ultimately it's well, it even, he even could have kept the production and had it been, he could have had it just be a straight up trap song. And it, I kind of like the production, honestly. Yeah. He, it, like it's, it's it a could beat. have like amplified the absurdity, the supposed absurdity of like saying like Willy Wonka is the ultimate like pimp. Yeah. As like, it is hip hop, like swag figure. Yeah. It seems like he's taking it so seriously, which is really weird, <laughs> <laughs> but the text just does not de- defend the metaphor. Yeah. The and opening ultimately lines. it just brings into stark relief how much cooler Willy Wonka is than Macklemore and how him feeling like Willy Wonka any given morning is undeserved. It's undeserved. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, mm, yeah, not great. Honestly, this song is the one that really made me mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I know I just took up a lot of space, like going on my Willy Wonka rant, but that is how I feel. Yeah. No, um, I've never seen the the new. Well, it's I say new, but it's like fourteen years old or something at this point. The yeah. new Willy Wonka with Johnson Depp. Um, it's great, is it? Oh wait, you told me uh, about it, haven't you? Whole, I mean, first of all, that's really funny. What Johnson is? saying Johnson Depp, oh, I yeah. like that Thank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have no way to yes and that. I just want to like publicly acknowledge <laughs> that that's a funny way to refer to Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Tim Burton movie, is mm-hmm. actually great. I got put onto it by the Blank Check podcast, aforementioned. Ah, okay. It's really good. Yeah. Everyone go check it out. It's uh, People didn't like it at the time, and I, I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I just got really tired of Tim Burton's whole shtick, I think is... is um and I got really tired of uh, Johnson Depp Smith. Um, I think this, he gives a real performance in it. Really? I don't think it's just a Captain Jack Sparrow. I think it's actually pretty special. That's astounding. Yeah. Yeah. Go I check mean, it was, out. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. Like, I I mean, but you, you realize that, like, I mean, do you agree that at a certain point, uh, Tim Burton just, like, really jumped the shark and became completely self-parody? Uh, I, I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Oh, okay. I like, I like Charlie and the chocolate factory, despite Tim Burton's oeuvre. 
Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, should we move on to the next song? Yeah. Intentions. intentions is, uh, we have to talk about it. Yeah. Screen. At a screen. Wanna live freely, why isn't it so easy? I should read a book, but I keep watching this TV And I know this lifestyle doesn't really feed me I just tune out to the voice inside the speaking oh, All my little problems keep on building up I'm building up All my good intentions just... Yeah, this is the closest I think he gets to his, his just earnest um, wanting to talk about social commentary stuff um, yeah and to that extent i'm not great I, I i don't think i'm not super sold on it and i don't really like it that much um i do like the chorus i think this dan kaplan guy with like the guitar accompaniment sounds good um mm. do you disagree you don't like that i mean it's v- only only very subjectively i just like had to like transcribe like charlie puth and ed sheeran for like five years for a living uh, so like yeah. i was subjected to listening to a lot of this kind of music and it leaves a bad taste in my mouth at this point right but that does not mean that you can't like it yeah i'm not really a ed sheeran fan but now that you mention it it does kind of sound like ed sheeran doesn't it it's o- <laughs> it's okay that you love this song I, well i don't know i'm not i'm I mean, not I judging you but i mean for your hang, effusiveness uh hang, well uh <laughs> let's pump the brakes um i mean it's yeah it, it's, it's not okay his that worst you like song. this song that sounds like a a, a gen z a jack johnson song <laughs> it's okay <laughs> oh oh slapped him right in the to face my wife becca for pointing out how much this <laughs> guitar playing sounds like jack Jones. does it maybe not i gotta listen to it again skip to the chorus it's more the it's more the verses honestly oh yeah oh my god oh, I, sp- I, sp- I mean the very that. simple I like the... four chord chorus yeah, yeah. i mean I mean, yeah, I, I I mostly just like like the sound of the guitar. Like the, he gets a really good sure. tone out of it, and I think it's got like some slight uh, like reverb and maybe a little bit of delay. And I think whatever they're doing, the processing they're doing sounds good. Yeah, kind of reminds me about that. It reminds me of that Weezer song about living on an island in the sun. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Ah, is it maybe <laughs> the one called Sweater? <laughs> Is the title sweater? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I like. It's okay. Well, I really do mean it's okay for you to like how that sounds. I mean, I've we've had the exact same like opposite fight before. I don't like it that much. Songs. <laughs> I just like. Oh, that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like, you're usually so grumpy and like, it's like the moment you show like a little bit of your underbelly, I'm just like, how dare you? Where's my grumpy name? Yeah. <laughs> I stab you. Yeah, exactly. And it's not fair. I mean, I like I when you like you. things. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, I, and I especially like when you like things that are just like, Oh, I liked how that sounded. That was nice. Mm. <laughs> I want to encourage that behavior and I'm sorry. Timbre. Sometimes timbre is just nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at, 
do you want to play the sound sample that uh it's the only one i have for this song yeah i think this is what i mainly want to talk about okay no setup just jump into it yeah just jump into it okay Tweet about just us, but don't show up to the march. I think about that. Is he saying that he does that, or is he criticizing people who do that? Who tweet about justice but don't show up to the march? This song is very is very clearly in the first person. Except for sometimes he implicates other people. Well, he says the, we live on social yeah, media. The line read before other says yeah. we live on social media. Yeah. But mostly it says I. I I I. Right, yeah. I want to be a feminist, but I'm still watching porno. That's like a pretty disgusting and backwards view of things. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, like well, what kind of, it's like what anti, kind of porn are you watching? Anti-feminist <laughs> like so... approach to sex work. And also like, yeah, what kind of, yeah, kind sw- of, like... there's literally an acronym swerf um, for uh, sex working, ex- sex worker, excluding radical feminists. Yeah. Macklemore is a swerf. That's yeah, the title. Apparently. Of this episode. <laughs> he tried to swerve and instead got swerfed. Isn't that a phrase? <sighs> swerve on him or something? Swerve on him? To swerve well, on maybe him. That should be the title. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so I think the main issue with the song, one, is that la- the Lazy Song by Bruno Mars is a better song. Do you know this song? I don't know this song. It's very similar, and it goes. You you probably recognize it. It's like mm. today I just don't uh, I just don't feel like doing anything. I just wanna lie in my bed. And Do you this, know the song? This man's from which planet? You said he sings about like being in a snuggie. It's very of the times, um, and just like having a lazy day and like burning a day. I don't think and I've heard ulti- this song. You really haven't heard this song? It doesn't it's a sound very familiar. popular song. It was. I can't keep up with the kids today and all their music. All right. <laughs> it's not even the kids today. <laughs> okay. But um, it wasn't that. It's not that old. But uh, it's a song about like burning a day mm-hmm. and ultimately about how that's okay and fine. Mm-hmm. But, th- but this song that Macklemore is singing is about feeling like really intense guilt about burning a day. And then the chorus says, ultimately I'm okay with who I am today. Yeah. Which is a weird combination to talk about and all your anxiety like, of like is this whole. <laughs> I mean, I, I relate Sorry, to that ahead. a lot and I'm sure a lot of people do the anxiety of like um, this therapist I went to used to, used to talk about uh, she used to like, console me and say like you're a human being not a human doing and there are a lot of people who feel a lot of anxiety about not quote-unquote accomplishing enough especially on their days off um so i very much like identify with that anxiety and i'm sure tons of other people do i i think that that's totally valid and you could one could feel seen by listening to this Macklemore song. I don't. I just still think... <laughs> well, okay. I just still think it matters who's singing it. And yeah. ultimately, it's like Macklemore, he, he can and he has the resources to burn a day. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. And it feels weird that he's like, we're giving him money, ultimately. Yeah. 
for him to, and in order to listen to him process his guilt about his freedom to burn a day. And then he's, he's equating, you know, um, being too lazy to work out, um, with, uh, not showing up to social justice marches. Right. Yeah. You know, and and like, he's just like laying all this guilt, Mm. (laughs) like out for us to listen to. And then ultimately accepting himself, you know, and it's like, you can have all of that process. That's fine. But like, it, it feels shitty that you're making us listen to it. Damn. You just galaxy brained his ass. (sighs) I just galaxy asked him. (laughs) Galaxy asked him. (laughs) Uh, that should be the next thing. The next meme galaxy is galaxy ass. ass. <laughs> it starts with like a real thing. flat ass and then it just like gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> oh shit. Oh damn. I can picture Man. it now. <laughs> oh, I really yeah. want the title to be Macklemore the Swerf, but <laughs> I just maybe have to point it'll out have to be galaxy ass. The plural of swerf is swerves, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm running short on time, not dangerously short, um, but those are most of the songs I wanted to talk about. Do you have anything you need to talk about in this album? Anything else? Well, need is a strong word. Uh, Maybe we should (laughs) look at Good Old Days, because it's the uh, second highest played song from this album. Okay, great. And it sounded like you were mad about it, so I always like that. Still growing up. I would lay in my bed and dream about what I'd become Couldn't wait to get older Couldn't wait to be some Now that I'm here Wishing I was still young Those good old days I wish somebody would've told me, babe That someday these would be the good old days All the love you won't forget This song, it's... Mm. There's this poem I really you like You love nostalgia Yeah, I love nostalgia uh i i love it when people say ah oh, man high school is the best time of your life because <laughs> it's forever always true um and that that's basically what this is is like he it's looking back with nostalgia and he's forgetting how bad it felt at the time he's just like looking back and like people tend to remember things a lot more positively than they actually experienced them and uh, there's this really cool poem from, I think, the f- between five and 800 AD in Japan from a poet called Fujiwara no Kiyosuke. And the poem goes, I may live on until I long for this time in which I am so unhappy and remember it fondly. <laughs> it's very succinct. Um, um, what's the name of that poem? There is no name. Like a, like a haiku does not have a name. Okay. Well, what's the title? <laughs> okay. I'm trying to put something in the learning links. Oh, uh, good luck. Um, I think it's in Rex Roth's 100 Poems from the Japanese. I'm not going to fucking... <laughs> you, I'll send you a link for that. You do that on your own time. <laughs> I'll send you a link for that. Or Nathan, could, Nathan will send me a link. Great. Yeah. Uh, make make old days good again. <laughs> oh no! Is that something? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a um, 
I think it's not unconnected to nostalgia, the like violent reactionary um, nature of the MAGA movement um, to remember things as being better than they were. Um, Also to ignore the downsides of, um, you know, well, I was going to say ignore the downsides of like uh, racial oppression during the times that they want to return to, but that would be a plus for a lot of these people. So, yeah. Um, and that's what this song is about. That's what the song is about. <laughs> now he's, he, now he's reminiscing. He's like, I was thinking about the band. I was thinking about the fans. We were underground loading merch in that 12 passenger van in a small club in Minnesota and the snow outside of first Avenue. I just wanted my name in a star. Now look at where we are at. Still growing up, still growing up. Um, couldn't wait to get older. Couldn't wait to be some. Now that I'm here wishing I was still young, those good old days. Uh, I will say there is a lyric that's me, you, and that futon we just begun. And that kind of reminds me of me and you. <laughs> and <our laughs> <When> first we... <laughs> night in my first apartment mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. were sleeping um, in a hammock inside, which was a great idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, your maybe your only good idea, probably ever. And I suplexed your and, face uh, with my ass <laughs> at two, three. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, and I- then uh, we proceeded to sleep on the same futon mattress um, for well, the like foreseeable years. future. Yeah, <laughs> at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we eventually got two mattresses I mean, and we just like we I don't, <laughs> took an entire room and just carpeted it with futons and those were our beds yeah i'm not saying i wish those times were i specifically don't wish that i was living <laughs> in those times but there were some nice moments yeah there's definitely you know some good memories from that time i don't know if i'd call yeah. them the good and, old days yeah and you know and kesha she she says you don't know what you've got till it goes till it's gone. I would say we knew exactly what we had yeah. <laughs> and we appreciated it in a, an appropriate amount. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And take that Joni Mitchell. Yeah. That, well, that line they stole from big yellow taxi. Um, yeah, put up a parking lot. Yeah, man. That's like such a, I, I love that counting crows song. <laughs> I love it when the counting crows wrote the song about parking lots. So good. <laughs> All right. And I think that's going to draw us to a close <laughs> on that great joke. Uh, Will you send us out? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Um, f- well, f- final thoughts on Macklemore real quick. Yeah. Uh, um, I was really disappointed. Ultimately, I really wanted more to root for. Um, I think our suspicions that um, good intentions uh, pave the road to hell, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, are true. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but like you said, he's at his best when he's not trying too hard yes. and racked with guilt and making us deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And pay for it. Yeah. I feel pretty mixed about Macklemore. Um, so yeah, we, we specifically wanted to compare Macklemore to Eminem and, uh, there's a, I agree with a lot more of Macklemore's opinions. Um, uh, I like that he doesn't use some language that Eminem uses, uh, like the F word, but, um, he does use the R he word. He does once. use the R word. Uh, okay. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like overall, I think, I don't know. Macklemore is more, uh, I hate using this word, but like politically correct. Um, and I appreciate that, but 
ultimately I feel like Macklemore is lightweight music that uh, fails pretty hard when he tries to do anything that's not lightweight. Yeah, I, I was just talking to someone else about Eminem recently and kind of looking back fondly, uh, specifically on like his album Music to be Murdered by, which mm-hmm. is, I feel like what we got from Eminem in that album were some moments of him uh, figuring out how to continue to be his rough around the edges, angry, um, imperfect self without, without being... Uh, without punching down and without um, terrorizing uh, marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. Like in, like in just those modest, like little moments where he's like actually being sex positive and non homophobic or um, uh, not misogynistic um, in his still imperfect ways of, re- of being a sexual being. Right. Um, and I really liked having that little bit of closure at the end of that season, you know, yeah. like being able to say like Eminem's come somewhere and he's figured out, well, he's figured out something mm-hmm. and, and he's still able to maintain his integrity as an artist and his persona mm-hmm. in the midst of his persona. And, yeah. <laughs> his persona five. And uh, I don't really feel like we've gotten that with Macklemore. Maybe he'll come out with another album where he is able to speak to his own experience, stay in his lane and somehow make that interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's constantly like trying to do that, but it's just not interesting. And I don't think he's very successful at it. Like he doesn't actually do anything with his guilt. Really? They say, write What you know, but what if what you know is boring? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What do you do then? All right. Well, yeah, pretty mixed bag for Macklemore, unfortunately. Yeah, but great as like a, a thing to talk about right after Eminem. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This is, like we said, the last Macklemore episode. Uh, we'll be doing some uh, palate cleansers that we haven't decided yet. TBD. TBD. TNA? <laughs> tbd's nuts oh yeah well you know can't be helped uh <laughs> so until till next week <laughs> don't give up on me nathan <laughs> <laughs> too late it's much too late my friend you've wounded me <laughs> <laughs> you can visit us online at box that website email us at email at box at that website tweet us at tobias podcast um write us a review on itunes that would be nice for us um i think it it supposedly helps people find the show which is great and if you want to help people find the show tell them about the show yeah. that would be nice that's a good way to help people find things to tell them about them <laughs> um if you want to help us keep making the show go to our patreon and support.boxset.website and uh you'll get access to our bonus content including a weekly mini show that we talked about and mentioned already we also have some what is it four or five longer episodes uh full yeah. length which are about movies so far Ooh, and one of these days we're gonna <laughs> watch eight mile and cover <laughs> keep it threatening to yeah yeah and um, that'll be on there too yes yes it will um and you should also listen to cameron's other podcast which is called get up in the cool and i'm wearing my freaking awesome get up in the cool swag right Aww. now got my t-shirt on 
it's baller picture it didn't happen <laughs> yeah well um i can't take a photo otherwise you'll see that i'm sitting here at my desk completely <laughs> nude and i was only lying about wearing a shirt it's just donald duck in it with the get up in the cool <laughs> shirt this is the only kind of selfie with my merch i'll accept <laughs> it's styling <laughs> all right well until next week i've been nathan hunt and uh, what is it with the way this man thinks singing is <laughs> i've been cameron dewitt and uh, you just gave me a total case of galaxy ass <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say galaxy ass. I almost did. I was going to do something with toothpaste poisoning. Oh. Afterwards. I don't uh-huh. know. How much, how much toothpaste <sighs> do you have to eat before you get a case of delirium tremens? Do you think the blue devils <laughs> every once in a while, we have to brush Theo's teeth with uh, adult toothpaste. And- I thought you were going to say a bottle of Jack. <laughs> 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 every once in a while we have to brush PSC with the bottle of jack that's on the plaques real bad uh tonight we gonna fight <laughs> so we see the sunlight <laughs>